Let's do it sexy. Challenges can make you. Challenges can break you. Challenges can take you further when you dare to challenge yourself. I'm Ashley. I'm Joy. Welcome. Come on in. The water's fine. Welcome, everyone, to the Challenge Yourself podcast. We are Welcome. thrilled, super excited. Yeah. Because we get, so to, like, we, we get to have this great interview. <laughs> I'm geeked up. Yes. I'm actually geeked up. Like, I'm such a fan I've been waiting for this right now. Yeah, we've been talking about this for several mm-hmm. weeks now. And so we're going to jump right in. Those of you who know Challenge Yourself podcast was started by Ashley and I um, mm-hmm. in the middle of the pandemic. So we started this a year ago now. Ashley, can you believe it? That's cr- I can't believe it's almost April. Like this is crazy, Joy. Like wow, a whole year. Yeah, like a whole year. And wow. And so you know, we started this as a, a, a method to motivate, to encourage. Really, we were encouraging ourselves, challenging ourselves to you know to go through. And now we have continued here with season two, as we move into talking about relationships and passion and obsessions. Not just in intimacy, but also mm-hmm. in your, your relationship with yourself, your relationship yes. with your professional, your relationship with your personal, all of the above, because, you know, it's all important. And so we thought that this would be a great time to to bring that up, particularly as the country is opening up more and people are um, getting more interpersonal again and less in incubation. And so here we are. And again, we have a special guest who we hope will yeah. come back. We know we're going to bring, we got to bring him back already, but we have a special guest. If you are not um, tuned in, to Hawk Vision, to Mm -hmm. that podcast, it's incredible, every single week. I don't know Mm -hmm. what's wrong with you. That's first. (laughs) If you are not on Twitter with Chuck Hawkins and the Hawk Vision and all his hustle and all that, (laughs) I don't know what's wrong. Like, you're behind. If you have not been following him on Insta, on Twitter, with his podcast, Mm -hmm. you literally need to go ahead and get on this train because it has already left. I think you can maybe catch the back, but you need to go ahead and hop on. Chuck is amazing. So welcome, Chuck, to the Challenge Yourself podcast. And thank you again for having me as a guest on your podcast because it was like my second Absolutely. Listen, and it's to date still one of my top five episodes. Thank you guys oh, wow. for having me so yes. much. I mean, it's it's an honor to be here. I, I look yes. forward to sharing with the community, and hopefully I don't get any other brothers in trouble for some of the things we're going to talk about today. 
Please Uh-oh. get them in trouble. <laughs> call them out. We need call them out. Yes. We need all so the help that we can get. Everybody, yes. all of us in our community and beyond. We need help. We need like That's this right. is the SOS. Like how do we need to send it? Like what kind yes. of Morse code do we need? We need to right. get it out. So I let me just say twice. a few things. Yeah, like literally, blink twice, blink three times. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> literally. So, okay, a little bit about Chuck, and we'll let you share some more, Chuck. You're, you're a girl Absolutely. dad, right? you got four girls? I am, yes. Wow, yes, a very dad. happily stressed out girl dad. Absolutely. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's amazing. I can't even, I, I mean, it's just great. So, you know, husband, girl, dad, you've done so many things. You've got this platform, yeah. the Hawk Vision, um, that, you know, I've seen through, throughout your podcast, there have been so many entrepreneurs that have come on, all kinds of people who have really incredible stories, powerful stories. Yes. Um, and, and I think that's the great part is, that you you you've really highlighted so many people that I wouldn't even know had it mm-hmm. not been for your podcast and and that mm-hmm. I wow. also in reading about you saw that you were an apprentice of Les Brown and for those of you who don't know like if, you, if you're on yes. YouTube like if you're on YouTube and you need motivation <laughs> and you yes. type in motivation y'all I promise like like Les Brown. Um, Eve, you know, Eric Thomas, it's like they, mm-hmm. they all come up together and like, you know, these, these YouTube clips and the next thing you know, you're out trying to run five miles and you can right. only run right. five miles, right. but like, yeah. <laughs> like you're just motivated. So that's really cool. So real quick, well. before I have a crazy yeah. story real quick before you jump in. Oh, so yeah. yes, uh, Les Brown has been a mentor. Uh, I actually yeah. was introduced to him through network marketing and uh, I qualified oh, yeah. for an event where he gave us personal training, right? Now, mind you, at the time, I'm mid-20s. I'm maybe like 25, right? So I'm at the height of my testosterone. And Les Brown comes in, and he's like, you know, I wake up and I do, you know, 100 push-ups every day, and da-da-da-da, like he does this whole little spiel. And he's like, who's the youngest man in the room? And, I, you know, a couple people were younger than me. He's like, who's the fittest in the room? And, of course, you know, I, I have to put my chest out, right? Oh, I'm like, ain't nobody in the room that, that, that go harder than me. Like, my dad's a, a retired SEAL. Like, I'm a military dude um, by default because I couldn't do it. But he was. So, <laughs> long story short, he says, all right, Chuck, right now, in front of everybody, if you, I'll give you $100 if you can beat me in push-ups right now. Oh, my oh, God. I'm like, man, you, oh my God. Well, you don't want to lose your 100 in front of everybody like this, right? Because, you know, I'm in He's so clean, like I'm, I'm feeling myself because I'm qualified, making money, network marketing, all that good stuff. Long story short, we got to about 67, 68, and my arms did this little thing like, hey, bro, we might be about done. And I look over, and he's still in his rhythm. He's like 86, 87. I'm like, I don't want to take your money in front of all these people. You know, so he, he at, and I think he was 65 at the time, so he beat me in push-ups. Yeah. Oh, my Yeah, so he, he definitely lived everything that he says. It was an amazing oh experience. 
Oh, well, wow. I'm not laughing at lesson. you, Tuck. I'm laughing with you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm There's only like 10 people in life prior to this that know that story, though. So, wow. Oh, my God. Y'all, we now the world out. knows. Now the world knows. <laughs> wow. But that's so cool to to live your mm. truth. To, what you're t- yeah. to saying, people, to mm. really align in what you're sharing with other people. Because, mm. I mean, you know, millions are being touched by his work, but he's living it, too. And I see that mm-hmm. in you, too, yes. Chuck. Is this, you know, you, you're not just preaching it, you're living it. That's so, right. That's Thank awesome. You. That's awesome. So the topic of wow. this episode, then, is the book. Book of Chuck, like we know the Bible, we, we literally, right. we just literally been stalking your your Twitter and your oh my God. Instagram, and yeah, yeah. It, it's like it's Jesus. so funny to me. <laughs> it's so funny because you are you just you say it, you tell it like it is, and you do so refreshing. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes I have to like, like, be like, wait, what's that? I got to read between the lines. But with you, it's just you just put it out there. So that's always cool. And so yeah. we got to start with the fun question. Tell us mm. the deal okay. with coffee. What is the deal? And, and the reason why? The reason why? I used to think I was a coffee connoisseur. Then Ashley yes. comes along, and Ashley is absolutely insane. And but I think you have Ashley beat, like in terms of coffee. Uh-oh. Yes, yes, yes. My, my. I am, you know, I, I will challenge anyone to a coffee drinking contest at any given time. I think, you know, <laughs> as we record this, it's, it's late in the afternoon, and I'm drinking a cup right now, albeit spiked, um, but I'm drinking a cup right now. And so what happened was I, I started sales, I started in car sales when I was like maybe 18, 19 or whatever. And of course, by then you're drinking Red Bulls because you're doing 12-hour days, all that good stuff. Um, And over time, it just became, you know how people smoke cigarettes, right? Like I'll I'll fully admit it's a habit, right? But Mm -hmm. it still works for me. It's still, Mm -hmm. I still can tell when my body doesn't have it. I still can tell a good cup from a bad cup. And it's become this love affair that like I'm a coffee snob now, right? So I have this Nespresso machine. (laughs) And, And with my Nespresso machine, I'm now looking at my Keurig like, why did I ever even spend God's earned money on Keurig, right? And not to hate on anybody's Keurig, if you have listeners that, you know, knock yourself out, but step your game up. (laughs) Right, we love you, but step your game up. You're literally cheating yourself. Like, that's right. Coffee That's right. is meant to be enjoyed. It's it's almost up you there with like really good sex, right? You 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 should have coffee That's the right. way you want it, That's when right. you want it, and how you That's want right. it. And that's how I feel about you know coffee. What? You better preach, y'all. Let, you better let, preach. Let, preach. let Ashley preach a minute. Y'all, let she me is obsessed you. with coffee. <laughs> oh, I am. I, you know what, Chuck, it's my mom's fault. My mom drinks probably two pots a day. And, like, <laughs> you think I not know that? I cannot stand. I, current coffee, I'm sorry. Love you guys who are listening. It's not real coffee. I'm sorry. It's just not yeah, great. it's not. I it's not. Coffee. Y'all, don't let me get an espresso machine because I grind oh. my own coffee. I'm just saying. I just got coffee in the mail. I'm going to grind it yes. myself. I, 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 absolutely. I 
Absolutely. Like it's, and it's, it's been a habit that I've had for so long that it's, it, it evolves. Like I used to have a Starbucks habit. Yeah. Starbucks is trash now. Um, yeah. you know, pizza is, pizza is stronger, but pizza is trash now. Like I, I'm on to like, you know, boutique specialty coffees mm-hmm. that come from overseas mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. limited orders and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like Nespresso, that Nespresso mm-hmm. can have my money whenever they want it. Like, I love yeah, it right so now. I, you know what, so. Chuck, I must say, there's a coffee I'm thinking about we brought back when I was in Honduras that, where they, like, shade dried Ooh. the beans. You would have loved that was the smoothest. Where is that coffee? coffee? Where is that coffee now? Oh, actually? it's gone. It's, gone. it's been. It's, it's gone. Out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> didn't save a bean, not one. So no, no, one. ain't no saving no coffee. We don't save coffee. No, no, no. We don't save coffee. I'm just coffee I'm and whiskey. Always. We don't save. I'm I'm a sore thumb because I'm telling you right now, I'm just like, where can I just get a Dunkin', a Starbucks, something, anything to give me some energy, but... Look, Ashley, tell her, that's cute, right? That's a cute little coffee place. Oh, joy. Adorable. I know. But you know what? If I if I can though, real really quickly, if I can, my I have so many things that I that I try to do day to day. Um, that yeah. are on my little to-do list that I know I can't yeah. do all of them. So coffee is kind of one cup gets me out the bed. The second cup kind of focuses me in because my brain mm-hmm. is all over the place uh-huh. at all times. Uh-huh. And so it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's literally like a, I won't say a coping mechanism, but it's part of yeah. what helps me be productive. Yeah. And I think that that's important. You know, I'm always talking about morning routine, night routine mm-hmm. being important. Yeah. You, If you have something that works for you, work it. You know, you that yes. must. Because it's like people will say, oh, well, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. And I told my mom just earlier today, I was like, if we listen to every nutritionist, everybody who says this or that, <laughs> we wouldn't be eating or drinking <laughs> anything. We would, no, right. we would not have anything. We would just be sitting here because it's like everything's bad for you so that's right pretty much pretty much so i'm like do what works for you what makes you feel good and what does wake up your brain and for some that is coffee you know and so yeah and for others it's hot tea for others it's just hydrating with water whatever as long as Mm -hmm. you're getting some something in your body to get you moving because yeah i mean we do we do a lot we we all we think a lot and we do a lot yes so yes absolutely. absolutely and so that brings me to my next question mm. or thought or comment <laughs> or whatever this is is let's it, do it you know it's really looking at why so many people tend to get stuck and not be able to take their business forward and the reason why i say mm-hmm. this is because and I asked this, and it's so interesting mm-hmm. that, that this is one of the questions that we were going, we actually and I were thinking about asking you. It's because we know mm-hmm. that you, you know, are, you, you talk to so many people in business, you're doing the dang yeah. thing. I mean, you're really doing it. But, you know, in terms of your, I think you made a comment. It was, uh, it, was it on Twitter? It says, when you're wondering if there's a place in this world for your dream to come true, remember that there was once a $2 million pet rock business. And yes. I remember the pet rock. <laughs> mm, let me just say 
Let me just say, there are. There was a conversation earlier today on a, one of the Facebook groups I'm involved in, and, and mm-hmm. uh, one of the ladies was saying something like, you know, the thing that gets in our way is really us and our limiting beliefs um, mm-hmm. about what we can and, and can't do, or we're right there on the brink of success. But yet, yeah. it seems to be like we hit the stuck point. I don't have enough content. My content isn't hot enough. Mm-hmm. You know, no one is is feeling me. What's going on? Why is it they can do it and I can't? And so, yeah. for you being out here, you're interviewing so many people. You're you're bringing such great knowledge. Tell us, like, why is the people are are getting stuck and not able to take their business forward? I mean, they're obviously drinking coffee or Red Bull. They're, <laughs> they're hydrating. Yeah. You see them in the gym. They got gym pictures up. But what is it that's right. keeping to people stuck? I think that if we're talking about business, I think that mm-hmm. there's there's a couple of answers. And one, I'll just refer back to why I tweet the way that I do. That answer <laughs> that people are right there and you're on the cusp and you just haven't had your breakthrough, that's the stuff that keeps people stuck, right, because it's the happy answer. And yeah. and the happy answer is, you know, it's the easy rhetoric that entrepreneurs typically will give, right? The people that mm-hmm. are in the hunt actually will give. We all have these, you know, if you go to church, you have a church lingo. If you're in network mm-hmm. marketing, you have a network marketing lingo. And mm-hmm. if you're in an entrepreneur, you know, in those circles, they have a lingo too. Public speakers, we all have these certain lingos that we use. But I think mm-hmm. we have to understand first that there's various levels of entrepreneurship. Right. Mm-hmm. There's the masses that want that have these businesses that they merely want to supplement income, an extra five hundred to five thousand a month so that they can mm-hmm. take care of the car note, not go into foreclosure, you know, pay daycare. Mm-hmm. That's a level of entrepreneurship that needs a lot more attention and more respect. One. Mm-hmm. Two, there's this second level of entrepreneurs that are six-figure earners, um, you know, ultimately looking to build a business so they can sell it, all that good stuff. So I think that the barrier that newer entrepreneurs get in where they get stuck and they don't know what that next level is, is they don't have a system. They don't have a measurable system. And so mm-hmm. when you mentioned earlier saying, uh, you know, we're, we have the pictures and we don't have enough content and we don't have, you know, X, Y, Z, well, you need a content goal. The content goal mm-hmm. should not be, oh, my God, I need more content. The content mm-hmm. goal should be like, I need 10 posts for Instagram for the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you can measure out, am I, do I have enough content now where people mm-hmm. run into issues is, you know, similar to something that I did with the podcast. You try to build out every platform at the same time. Right. Uh-huh. And so now you need a Facebook post, you need an Instagram post, you need a tweet, mm-hmm. you need a Pinterest, you need Facebook. Mm-hmm. And it's like, come on, that's too much for mm-hmm. the average yeah. person. Right. And yeah. you don't want and gr- most people are following you the same place across all your platforms. So you don't need, you don't want the same posts going everywhere. So I think people uh, don't have enough measurable systems in place. And then the other mm-hmm. part is belief systems. And mm-hmm. I think that belief systems, again, is a catchphrase. But where I challenge people to take a look, a deeper look at their belief systems is stop believing someone else's system. Right. Mm -hmm. Believe what's Mm -hmm. good for you. Believe Mm -hmm. that, you know, if you grew your followers by 100 this month, that's great. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, you can do it. So let that be a belief. Right. Stop trying to believe yourself to be a six figure income earner and you haven't done 5000 yet. 
<laughs> you know, so I think we have to stop. We have to stop letting the canned speech be the go-to speech for entrepreneurs. Right. I think if you you have to learn how to do what works for you. And uh, one of the best interviews I've had outside of yours, of course, um, <laughs> was with Shira Moffitt, uh, who's a yeah. business coach. And one of the things that she tells everybody, she says, allow yourself to be new at something, right? You haven't run a six-figure right. business before. You haven't mm-hmm. run a, you know, a successful 5000 repetitively, $5,000 every month. Like, you haven't done that. Right. So, yes, yeah. it's one thing to earn it on your job, but if you're trying to work mm-hmm. your way out of that, celebrate the $300 month. That's you know, that's, like, that, that's $300 out of nowhere. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yep, so. exactly. <laughs> and, and I think that, that that is key, is that we're constantly pushing, and there's nothing wrong with pushing mm-hmm. towards a goal, but also where is the celebration? Where is the joy? Mm-hmm. When there is no joy, yeah. I mean, it, it feels almost like it, it, it's just like, oh, another thing. <laughs> Your people are trying to flee the 9 to 5. If you're trying to flee the 9 to 5 and you mm-hmm. say you don't want to clock in, clock out anymore, but then you get on, you know, you start the mm-hmm. business kick, your own entre- being an entrepreneur, solopreneur, whatever you are, you want to get to, you know, yeah. five-figure months or whatever, and then you're, you, it's almost like that same mentality takes over, like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. Where's mm-hmm. the joy in yes. that? Where's the joy in yeah. that? And I saw I a meme yesterday. Yeah. I'm sorry. I saw a meme yesterday that said when it, it was something to the effect of you, you quit your 9 to 5 so that you could be an entrepreneur, and now you realize you yeah. work from 9, nine to 3, right? 3 a.m. <laughs> 3 a.m. <laughs> Literally. I'm yeah, Friday, 3 a.m. Where is the joy, right? Like, find mm, it yeah. in that. Like, cause for me, if I'm if I love it, then I'm going to do it. I'm going to I'm going to want to like pour my all into it. That's how I do. And right. so, I, you know, that brings us to our, my my next thought and my next mm. question um, that that you put. And and I actually before I'm going to segue in by saying this, we're sure. talking about pouring into the business. We're talking about pouring into you know, the the life that you see ahead of you, the business of your dreams. I think you put it um, as your of your wildest dreams. We can we yes. can get there. We can have the life that we choose. But why mm. is it that in the relationship realm we are we're struggling too? So we've got stuff points mm. in the <laughs> world, right? But yeah. Stuff points in the relationship world and, 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 you know, in terms of intimacy and all the things. What is going on right now? What do you see as the issue? Yeah, that's a loaded question. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That is such a loaded question. I I would dare to say that most people are not necessarily um, struggling in intimacy and relationships as much as social media will have you believe. However, I think Mm -hmm. that because it's because you write, you remember there's algorithms. So the things that you like, the things that you comment on, you see more of, 
right? Mm-hmm. So it's popular to say that the dating pool has pee in it, right? It's a popular meme. You like it, and now you <laughs> see more memes that, you know, are, are similar. Um, and right. so I, I caution people in, in saying, you know, just buying into it. Uh, I had Paul Bronson on the show who was a world-renowned, yes. uh, he's like a big brother to me, but like a world-renowned relationship guru. And mm-hmm. he said, uh, I can't remember the year he said it, but since 1997, the number of married black couples has increased and gone up every year, year over year, since 1997 or 2007, one of the two. So there is love out there, right? But we don't see it. hearing this? (laughs) Because it's not popular. Because it's not popular. That's right. Loving loving your spouse and all that stuff is celebrated, but marriage is a business of its own. And so I think that people would rather be entertained than enlightened. Right. And so Uh, when you run into being entertained, you don't hear about, um, you know, that, that marriage is work or you hear, I'll take that back. You'll hear the catchphrase marriage is work, but you won't hear that it's the best job you'll ever have. Right. Mm, You don't hear that it's the best work that you can ever do. You don't hear that you get (laughs) raises and bonuses almost every other week. (laughs) If you do it right, you know what I mean? So there's things that you don't, there's things that you don't hear. So I don't know. Oh, you know, I feel feel tingly. He said raises and bonuses like every, listen, what kind of raises? (laughs) (laughs) I will say, I will say this. I will say this. You, you guys follow my Twitter, right? And so uh, yes. to an earlier point, Twitter is my joy. It's my favorite mm-hmm. social media app, right? Because yeah. not only can I, you know, do what I normally do in terms of business and enlightenment and connect with all these people all over the world, but I can also speak my piece because Twitter is mm-hmm. the the hoodest of hoods for apps, <laughs> right? So yes. my, my deep East Oakland self can let it all hang out. And I'm no different than everybody else on Twitter. Cause you got to yes. have some thick skin on Twitter. Oh, so no, on no. Twitter, I will say things like, you know, this is a cheat code fellas. You know, if you do X, Y, Z, you know, thank me later. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and in real life, I do those things and I'm not necessarily doing them, um, for the sake of being able to tweet them, but I've been with my wife a long time. And so mm. what I've learned, what my dad taught me is that you have to be a continuous student of your spouse. And so mm. when I find something new that my wife loves, nine times out of 10, she rewards me greatly for the things that I have done. Right. I love and that. so I wouldn't be me if I didn't share with my boys like, Hey, check game. I know she normally likes breakfast in bed on Saturday, but check it. Do it on a random Tuesday. Oh my gosh! Like you know, you might you you might have something to write home about. You know. That's right. <laughs> that is the greatest thing ever. Like I, that's I think that's why. Yeah, you when you said you're the last of a dying breed, I'm like there must be some truth to that because I don't hear this yeah. very often. Maybe I'm in the wrong. Right. <laughs> I am. I am very grateful to my father, right? So I, I, I grew up in a, with both parents, right? My dad's ex-military, mom's in healthcare, and I watched my father 
literally do the boys in the hood thing. He said, you will see how the rest of your friends end up, you know, that don't have their dads around. You will see, you know, the things that I'm pushing you to do will kick in later. And God knows I fought all those things. But my dad, my parents are pushing their 70s right now. And I tell you, he still chases my mother around the kitchen. He still, you know, takes, he still washes the cars, you know, in the morning uh, on Saturdays, still cuts the backyard grass if he doesn't hire my nephews to do it. And so these are things that when I was younger, I thought you had to do them because you were the man of the house. But as I got older, these are things that you get to do. Right. Ooh. As the provider and the man of the house. And and Ooh. it's it's a different thought process when you're doing it because you want to when, versus yeah. when you're doing it because you think you have to. Right. Mm. So I think that right. that's when I say I'm a, the last of a dying breed. I am a husband that enjoys being a husband. I'm a man that takes oh, pride in, in providing a father that understands how important it is to have little daughters ask me yeah. questions and process those things. And and yeah. and it's an older school mentality. Right. I get joy from my wife being happy at any mm-hmm. and all levels. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's the dying breed. I think that I am a part of. And again, I may not be following the right people. <laughs> you know, there may be more of me out there. Who knows? Yeah, and I think so. I think so. I want to ask this question too. So, sure. okay, just as an aside, who has the birds and the bees talk? Is it your wife that has the birds and the bees talk with your daughters, or you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I am so grateful for my wife to be able to. Um, the thing about having daughters, right, is, mm-hmm. and I think any guy that's listening to this will be able to attest if you have daughters. They absolutely love how protective and big and bad, like my, my, my nine-year-old swears I'm an Avenger. Cool, let's rock, <laughs> right, you know. <laughs> and so, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, I'm going to ride that as long as I can. But she'll have those conversations with my daughters, um, but all of my daughters – and two of them, I'll say two out of four, three out of four lead with logic. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they'll have, they'll have a conversation with my wife and then they'll come back and say, well, why do boys do this? Right. Mm-hmm. And so she'll have birds and bees. I'll have behavior and expectations. So oh. it's become this thing that we now, without really talking about, it's become this thing that we talk about that we cover each opposite ends of the talk, oh, right? So she'll do, okay. you know, she'll do birds and bees. None of them are going to come home and tell me they, they want to have a boyfriend or they have a boyfriend or whatever the case is, but they'll come to, they'll ask questions and I'll say, oh, okay, she's really asking about behaviors and how to manage expectations. So if a boy likes you, these are the things that he should be doing consistently, right? Mm-hmm. Not just the first couple of weeks. And so we have those conversations. Oh. Oh, wow. Ooh, what should good. boys be doing consistently? Because I feel like there's a lot of stuff so that funny. aren't consistent. Well, that's the first thing. I to go back to elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, so that's that's a two-part question, I think. And, and, mm-hmm. and I'll answer. I'll give you a Twitter answer. Okay. Women have women have done a really good job of making sure that everybody they know understands that there are no good men left. <laughs> right? And because that they've done such a good job of making sure that there are no good men left, men now know that they're the prize and that they have options. Ooh. And because they're the prize and they have options, they don't have to be consistent because now they can just compare. 
right? So why put in all this work over here when mm. I can go mm. over there? and do less, right? So you got to remember in dating in general, actions that get rewarded get repeated. Mm. And that's the part that I think, (laughs) that's the consistency part. But there's also this thing about managing expectations. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, Joy, me and you have talked about this too, I think, is that women go into relationships, at least in my experience, I dare not say all, because mm-hmm. we're being politically correct, but if you come on my Twitter, you're gonna get all. So, in, in, you know, I think that I think that women go into relationships or potential relationships thinking this may be the one, right? Mm-hmm. Or where can this mm-hmm. go? Guys go into relationships saying, "All right, she was cool. Let's see what happens." Mm-hmm. And from wow. the gate, we are not on the right, the right, the same page. We're not Ooh. saying it. And that's what, because when you tweeted, you said early relationships are like great undiscovered food spots. Yes. Women tell all their <laughs> friends, right, mm. so they can experience it first, second, or third hand. Men only yeah. tell the people they trust to cover the bill in case of an emergency. And I was Ooh, like, yeah. oh, my. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was because we do. Like we we give the play by play, like all the way down to. I was planning my wedding dress already, looking right. at our last names, yeah. how they might fit together, where we could go on our honeymoon, right. or maybe like how the children, you know whatever, yeah. how the children will look. Thank you, Ashley. And yep. so you all are not there. You're just not there. <laughs> I, well, I don't have a choice but to be there. So let me say that I'm I'm there, <laughs> right? Like, let me let me in case my wife listens to this. I'm there. Um, but (laughs) right. I think that, you know, like I said, we go into relationships backwards. And so, um, where men fall in love differently in my experience, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, men fall in love and they'll sing it from the rooftops willingly, but only after they found peace and trust. Right. And so peace and trust take tons of time for men because we aren't as expressive. And so when I say peace, it means I've had a hell of a day, regardless whether it's work, entrepreneurship, uh, family issues, whatever the case, I've had a hell of a day. Is it peaceful when I come to you? Right. Mm-hmm. And and is that peace consistent? I used to tell my wife all the time, every time I'm around her, it feels like a vacation. Right wow. now. After all these years, of course, we've had some vacations that have gone wrong, but <laughs> every time I'm around her, it's uh-huh. still the best place. It's still the best place that, you know, I'd, I'd rather be. I will forego, well, pre-pandemic, I would forego happy hour at any given point to go home, right, just so I could be up oh, under her. Now I'm going to the bar because I ain't been to one in so long, but <laughs> in general, I think that, you know, and, and so we, we need to find the peace and then we need to find yeah. trust. Now, if yeah. I ask both of you, Ashley and Joy, if I say, mm-hmm. when was the last time a man gave you every emotion he had and you were able to accept it and process it without challenging the emotion that he presented to you? Right. And so if men don't trust Mm. that you can manage those emotions that they share with you, they'll never share them again. 
Ooh. Right. So if I come home and I'm mad about something and you point out that I don't have a right to be mad or if I'm crying and then two weeks later, that's why you was crying like a little, you know, da, da, da. well, now I, now I know that I don't I can't share those those emotions with you anymore. Oh. And so oh. when men can't do that, there's no peace. There's no trust. Right. I may trust you to have my back, to help me out financially, to make sure that we have best things in mind. But if I can't trust my emotions to you, mm. that becomes something different because men don't share their emotions. Right. We we hear it all the time. Yeah. Men don't even talk to other men. So right. exactly. if, if we're not having that conversation and you and, and if we do have that conversation and you throw it back in my face. What is the mm-hmm. point of this relationship, right? The sex may be cool, but I'm not going to invest my, my emotions in you because this is no longer a peaceful, trustworthy space. Uh-huh. This is just something cool to do. Versus mm-hmm. women are way more in touch with their emotions, typically, right? And so men are taught to nurture the crying woman, right? Men are taught to nurture the crying woman. Okay, give you a hug, they're there. They're taught to listen to your day. And I can't believe that girl would say that in the office, she out of pocket. And like, we're, we're, we're conditioned to do those things, whether we believe in them or not, you know, plays itself out. But women... Uh, and it's and it's partly men's fault because men don't share their emotions enough. Uh, women aren't women don't know they don't have a playbook on how to deal with them. And then what happens is you know those emotions get thrown back up, and now men don't feel peaceful, don't feel a place of peace. They don't have trust, and so that's why they don't tell anybody about that restaurant because the restaurant could close down. Right. Mm-hmm. Versus, mm-hmm. you know, women will tell, oh, my God, it's a it's a it's a three day sale. But this is the best three days mm-hmm. of my life. They done told everybody about the man that they done met and the date mm-hmm. that they went on and what the ne- next date, what he wore, how he picked you up. Like <laughs> guys are just like, hey, bro, sorry, I missed that, that poker night. I was, you know, I forgot to pick up the phone. Yeah. What? And go on yeah. about their business. That's true. And Whoa. that's true. And that's true. and it's, it it cuts sometimes, mm. but it's true. And I think that 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 you're absolutely right. I mean, I'm even thinking back to previous conversations just a few just a few months ago um about, mm-hmm. you know, just really the I I I am a challenger, right? I I I think of myself as a yeah. challenger because that's how I uh not only just, you know, grew up seeing you know, strong mm, yes. women, always challenging, right? But then also, I'm a challenger because my mind is always going. And I'm like, well, what about this? Mm-hmm. Well, did you consider mm-hmm. that? Or, huh, I'm thinking about mm-hmm. this, right. and I'll be going off in a different realm, going off to the left mm-hmm. and left and left. And it's like, when are you going to be quiet, Joy? I'm like, well, I, But I, you, know, I, you know what's funny about that is <laughs> men, you know, you ever heard that thing where women say, I don't want you to fix it, I want you to just listen? Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? You, you've heard that? Men sometimes want that too. And men sometimes just need you to listen, right? Because we don't fix it however we fix it one way or the other. It's rare that Mm -hmm. in a dating circumstance that a man is going to take the advice of someone he just met two or three months ago, right? Mm -hmm. On how to deal with something that Mm -hmm. he's been dealing with for years. Mm -hmm. And so when, you know, while I, I I love a challenge, like I love, (laughs) I'm, I love an additional thought process, right? So that's my Mm -hmm. thing. But mm-hmm. everybody's not built to accept someone challenging their thought process. That's true. 
That's like we just had a president right. that could not handle mm. someone challenging his thought process. You're right. And we're all you exhausted know. from all of the right. challenges. Yes, we are. Mm. <laughs> yeah. so, yes. Yes. Absolutely. And so that that is awesome that you you put it so boldly I mean, out there because I think we yeah. all, like I know I just benefited from that, just hearing that again, yeah. you know, because I mean, even when I'm oh, talking wow. to my dad and I I challenge mm-hmm. my dad, even this and like, no, you know, that I, I think what I saw was X, Y, Z. And it's like, dun, dun. you know, he's like ready <laughs> yeah, to get off yeah. the phone. He's ready yeah, to he'll just phone. shut down because yeah. men don't want to argue. Men, yeah. men don't want, as, as, as much as people would, would, would totally not believe this, men do mm-hmm. not want to argue, especially with the woman that they love, whether it's wrong, right, or there's no blame to be had. You know, yeah. like men don't want to argue. That's why we get so frustrated when you say, what are we going to eat? When, and you say, we don't care, then we name three places. Oh. Oh, and you no. say no to all of them. We're like, you know what? <laughs> Okay, so uh, McDonald's. Now what? Yeah, McDonald's <laughs> right, it is. McDonald's. You know what I mean? <laughs> McDonald's it is. That's wow. awesome. Wow. Like, I've already, like, see, this is why we call it the Book of Chuck, because I feel like That's that was right. whole <laughs> book right there, like, published. Man. Boom. I'm yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> see, that's why I have to, I got to jump in now with a question, because, y'all, first of all, I need to pick my face up off the floor. Let me do that first. Yeah, <laughs> Ashley, you do. You need to pick up <laughs> your face. You know you've been enjoying. Y'all see You know what? Well, well, let me slip it a little bit because, you know, you know, sometimes they say, you, you know, you got to tell people what they said. Remind them of what they said. So, Chuck, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm yes. about to quote you really quickly, and I have a question Let's for you. Let's do it. Kind of going off what you just said. So, what okay. do you put it was, hey, fellas, all she wants is for you to be the man you told her that you were. Now, that thing yeah. that Joy and I is rolling. Mm-hmm. And so I have a question for you based off of what, you know, you just talked about emotions and how we need to be able to, you know, listen to them <laughs> and allow, you know, kind of let men build that trust in us. So our question yes. for you is then, when did integrity die? Because I know, mm-hmm. just, just even from our perspective and, and from our experience, and I think I can speak for mm-hmm. Joy myself, we see mm-hmm. this right here, just integrity was real dead. So we just wanted to ask that is so funny. Um, you know, if if I'm being honest, so I I, I put that out there um, after a conversation with a friend, right? And and he was telling me how um, the the person that he was dealing with just just kept you know going on and on. They kept breaking up, you know, being back together, breaking up, being back together. And I am the friend that if I can't. This is why I have so few friends, because if I can't tell you exactly where you where you fell off or messed up or whatever the case is, then mm-hmm. we can't have this conversation. Right. So I am the mm-hmm. friend that people will they won't call me for all this stuff. Like I have a very peaceful, quiet phone because people don't call me for the stuff when they know they have faults. And so <laughs> what basically was was going on is that my guy was stagnant. Right. And so mm-hmm. she has, I, you know, I always tell people, don't marry a dreamer if you don't want to sleep and wake up and sleep and wake up and sleep and wake up. Because you're always mm-hmm. going to if you marry a dreamer, you're always going to be called to do something. 
And so he mm-hmm. was in the process of dating a dreamer. And so she had mm-hmm. idea after idea after idea. And he was somebody that was okay with the status quo. So he had a great job, mm-hmm. but not really passionate about launching a business, not really passionate about mm-hmm. investing and would find the, the, he would find the, what he would find the, the, the hurdles in the business plan. Well, what happens if this happens, right? How much money do you lose if this happens? Ain't nobody going to buy that. Right. And so when I say that all she wants is for you to be the man that you told her you were, what happens when we meet women, right? When men meet women, we promise that we would, you know, pull out a golden rope, throw it around the moon, pull it down, put it in their car just so their eyes can sparkle the right way, right? We Mm -hmm. promise all of these things. I will provide and protect. I will give you the world. I will do at least the era that I'm from. I will do all these things to make sure that you don't have to worry about X, Y, Z. And so when you're four months in and she's saying, you don't, you know, hold the door open for me no more. You don't hold my hand in the, in the mall. You haven't gotten a raise at your job. You didn't go out for that promotion. You didn't do all these things that we talked about. It's nothing. There's, there, this is when joy, this is when the challenge is warranted. Right. This is mm-hmm. you told me you were going to say do X, Y, Z. And so Correct. if you interrupt, my dad used to say, don't interrupt a beautiful woman if you can't put a smile on her face. Ooh. And so, yeah, it was cold game. And so <laughs> um, it, was, it, it, it took a lot of years to understand that. But he, wow. uh, when he when he taught me that it was more so along the lines of she doesn't want anything because she was already going about her business anyway. You interrupted mm-hmm. her. And the things that you told her when you interrupted her is what caught her attention. And so if you can't do those things, it's not on her to keep continue to give you her attention. All she can Mm -hmm. do is point them out. And now you either have to be that man and step up or you have to get out of the way. So Uh, a, a great example, right? My wife is probably the one of the smartest women that I know, but she doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, she's not public facing. She doesn't talk a lot, but she's very analytical. And so mm-hmm. if I have four businesses that I'm working on, like I do currently, she'll say, you know what? This one's about to fail. And here's why. And my mm-hmm. arrogance, like my, my man side would be like, girl, you crazy. I don't fail. Like this is, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't, right. This is impossible. But then she'll tell me what's going on. And she'll, you know, she'll pull out the numbers, she'll pull out the credit report, she'll pull out all these things. And I'm like, oh, okay, so yeah, let me slow down. Let me do X, Y, Z. You know, let me, let me, and and whether it's business or not, let me plan a date. She's planned last four. So, all right, this one's on me. And I was on a roll, y'all, pre-COVID. Oh, my God, I had three, four, five good months where I had planned yeah. every date we had had, then COVID hit and shut me down. And I just, you know, my whole creativity got shut down for a while. But I think that, no, man. yeah, it was, it was yeah. bad. But ultimately, yeah. men have to understand that you're the one that interrupted the woman. It's rare that women shoot their shot. Okay, different day. I get it. They do that. But again, mm-hmm. the things that you told her are what made her pay attention. And so now yeah. it's on you to, do that right so i don't think integrity dies i think it's just it doesn't get celebrated remember i said actions that get rewarded get repeated and so integrity doesn't get celebrated we don't get extra points for doing the things that we're supposed to do i have yet to pay a mortgage and my wife greet me at the door and say honey i'm so glad you paid the mortgage this week (laughs) 
Yeah, I really would like, I would like some celebratory letters from, like, the mortgage company. Just, we're just so grateful for you. (laughs) Exactly. Like, give me a a thank you or something. (laughs) You got people defaulting and all that. Like, say say thank you. You know, but we don't get credit for that, you know. Right. Thank me for paying my rent. That's right. (laughs) Right, right. And and for men, it's even different. Men don't get credit. Like men, you know what happens? Like if you look at social media, men that celebrate their wives on social media get tons and tons of accolades and credit and all this stuff, right? But women that celebrate their men, right, they get met with, girl, that other shoe about to drop. Let me, you know, let me watch, let me watch the DMs. Like they get all these things. And so they don't celebrate the man the way that the man will celebrate because the reward is different. And so actions that get rewarded get repeated. Yes. 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 Oh, that's good. That's so good. I'm like, I'm marinating it. I'm just marinating (laughs) it. It's like going to the spa, having a spa experience, like right now. Right. I'm marinating. That is so funny. That's awesome. Oh my God. I love it. Mm-mm. I love Thank it. You. I, I know y'all, we are going and talking, and I could stay on this uh, call all night. I really could. But I, I, have to, <laughs> I have to turn my attention because I feel like you're touching on this question that we have. And, and so I kind of okay. want to mix a couple questions together and ask you about it because we remember you posted, you know, the Motown era love, and I feel like you're kind of hinting. Yeah, <laughs> yes. it's like I can see the temptations just moving right now. That's the thing. <laughs> you know, Joy, you can see the temptations moving, but you know, some people don't even know who the temptations are. And see, oh, yeah. that kind of brings me into the second question How because you not know that. Said, I, well, mm, that's the whole point of the podcast. I blame that on bad parenting if you don't know who the temptations I'm are. I'm, I'm telling you right there. Right that's just there. bad parenting at this point. That's bad parenting. Y'all, exactly. in a side, <laughs> I have watched that movie over and over just because of songs, y'all. But anyway, whew, let me tell you. Yeah. Know but, like, yeah. you know, you spoke to that, and one of the things you, you said, Chuck, was you said, I'm old school. I'm from the era where I can pay you a compliment, support you and your business, check on you, share success tips, and not want anything in return. And I feel Mm. like that, along with talking about this Motown era love, this kind of old school (laughs) way, things, I feel Mm -hmm. like we don't see that often, at least the millennial generation. And so, you know, our question is, where did you learn this? And I I think we know the answer to this, y'all, Challenge Yourself crew, is, uh, you know, (laughs) is this how you move your wife? And do you feel like millennial men, I I don't want to say they don't care about it, but do you think they see things that way, the millennial generation in particular, millennial men? Yes, yeah. So Jesus. Okay, so let me let me try to do all of these. There's so there's three parts to this question, right? Let me try to without boring your listeners to death, right? Let me try to do all three parts. None of this so, is boring. This is so great. That's so funny. So I I truly thank you. So Motown era love to me, right? I tell people you can't have Motown era love with trap music patience, right? Oh. Now here's Here's why you can't do that. Because if you think of any Motown era song, right, 
It's usually about six, seven minutes long at minimum, right? Mm. So you have this introduction. You have this introduction where you got the, the, the horns playing. You got the violins coming in. You have mm. this beat that builds, right, for the first two minutes almost of the song mm. before mm. a word is ever spoken. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the words that are spoken are all about love, togetherness, all these things. They're, or even if it's, mm-hmm. you know, social era, it's they're, they're literally talking about the things that are going on. And so mm-hmm. I equate that to a relationship because you have to let that thing build. Right. You mm-hmm. are not in love in two months. I don't care what you've done, <laughs> who you, you know, I, I just I don't care. You're you're not in love in two months, right? You may you may love the feeling that you have while you're around that person, Ooh. but you are rarely in love in two months because the the beat hasn't built yet, right? You guys haven't Ooh. experienced any financial issues. You guys haven't mm. experienced any parenting issues. You guys have rarely experienced any arguments within the first two months. So you don't know what you're getting because the beat hasn't built built yet. Right. Mm. And so if you look at trap music, how long is a song? Two and a half minutes, because all they want is the money out of it. So streaming. Mm -hmm. Right. They've changed the platform. And so now you get paid for the first 30 seconds. So now the first 30 seconds, the beat comes in. Great. She wears the sundress. (laughs) Y'all go on a vacation. Everything is bomb. And then you come back and the song's over. Well, you was just posting that relationship like it was going to last forever online. Mm-hmm. Right, you was just posting date night and him, him and this is me and somebody's son and that. Like you was just doing all of that, but it only lasted two months. Well, it only lasted mm-hmm. two months because you didn't let the beat build. So Motown era mm-hmm. love to me is about allowing time in the dating process, or whether you're married or not, allowing time in the dating process to build intimacies up. Right, yeah. and so. Yeah. You only learn that from behaviors, and like I said, I'm I'm, I'm a, a bit of a different era. I, my dad's side, there were either 11 or 13 of them, but six of them were men, right? So I watched men love their wives and or chase women around all my childhood, right? Mm-hmm. And so... I was able to watch and see what worked. I had a lot of older cousins, right? I have, you know, in Brookfield, mm-hmm. uh, I think there's, I have maybe about 10 older cousins, about another six or seven that are my age and, you know, mm-hmm. another eight or nine that are a little younger than me. So we would just kind of experiment in that experimentation age, 16, 17, mm-hmm. 18, 22, all that. And so to answer the other question, it is absolutely how I wooed my wife. One of the things that I would do mm-hmm. is, and she knows this, and now she laughs about it, but I would do this intentionally. I would wait mm-hmm. until she had a hair shop appointment, right? I would go to the hair shop while she's in the chair. I would go to the hair shop while she's in the chair. I would bring her flowers while she's in the chair. I would bring her lunch while she's in the chair. I would write her a poem while she's in the chair so everybody in the shop could hear it, right? Wow. Now, but here's the cold part. So I can't lie and say that I was just that good. Here's the cold part. I did that because part of me knew I still wasn't shit yet. Right. Oh, I still had five, wow. six chicks in but but everybody that was in that shop is now singing my praises. And so when I have a a moment where I mess up, now I have people advocating for me, 
right, Ooh. to give me another chance when and if mm-hmm. I mess up. So it is absolutely part of how I wooed my wife. Another thing that, that I did all the time is mm-hmm. uh, I would, I would. so let's see, there was a hair shop. There was, I. so sometimes this is before we had Cash App and all that. I knew where, she, you know, she did her appointments. I would make sure that everything was paid for by before she went. Right. Yeah. And so she would call me or page me and say, did you pay for this? I'm like, oh, yeah, I took care of that already. Don't you don't have to worry about it. Or, mm. you know, I would if she we have this notorious running joke. She once called me. We were, you know, the the old school. You hang up. I hang up. Well, she was <laughs> maybe one thirty in the morning and she's like, I want some ice cream. I got out of the bed. I went and got ice cream, took oh. it all the way to her about two cities over. Right. One thirty in the morning, two o'clock. And and I did those things because, like I said, every time I was around her, it was a vacation. So I would do anything to be around her, right? Mm. And, yes, she challenged me on certain things. Yes, she made me step my game up. Um, there were some things that, you know, didn't work out because of her perspective or whatever the case is. But mm. I believe that when you are – actively a student of this person, you no longer look at it. You no longer look at the relationship with that WIIFM radio station, right? What's in it for me, right? You don't look at it like that. You look at it as what can I do to make this person happy today? So it's a continuous choice, right? And so Motown era love to bring it all back is Mm -hmm. a continuous choice to put time into the music, because the yeah. music is timeless. If you look at verses right now, right? Granted, it's not Motown music, but they have only had legends on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There have been nobody, there's, there hasn't been anybody that's only had, you know, two or three hit songs. There hasn't been yeah. anybody that's only had, you know, one or two good club bangers. They have celebrated uh-huh. legends and legendary yeah. careers. And so yeah. Motown is something that, you know, I wasn't alive for when it was in its heyday, but that music, right. every kid knows at Christmas time, in my mind, like everybody that's knows right. that. In my mind, yeah. <laughs> right? right. Because it's good music. And so if you want your relationship to be burned, listen to better music. That's it. That's it. That's saying right. It's like being in the club. Remember when we used to be at spoken word and you just snap your fingers? Like Uh (laughs) snap your finger a moment. Yeah, there we go. Totally vibing with that. Fingers. No, wow. I just my I like I almost wanted to sit and marinate, y'all. I, I you know what? Yeah. This thing has been amazing. You you have just been dropping bombs, and I I have to kind of end this on this note because you said something, Chuck, and I, I feel like it just brings together all your wisdom, everything you've been saying. You said mm-hmm. the most beautiful yeah. thing. And I think this was something that Joy and I, we sat there and we read this and we said, oh, Several we have times. to. Several times. <laughs> I see it. Oh, Lord. Now I'm wondering what I said because, you know, Twitter, I just let my fingers fly. They tell me what I'm going to tweet. my vision board like i write it on my vision board because it was encouraging to me as a woman okay yeah especially in in everything that has happened you know just in our history the past couple years you said and i quote 
The closest thing I've ever seen to proof that God exists is the strength and beauty of black women. Man. Yeah. <laughs> My gosh. Like, we've seen people say things like that, you know, in different versions. But, man, how how, how did that come up? You know, where did you kind of get that from and, and just, oh, it's just so beautiful, man. Thank you, by the way, as a black yes, Absolutely. We talked about this. Like, Ash and I had a whole yeah. conversation just about yeah. this itself. This is why we were like the Book of Chuck, because we literally <laughs> – or looking at at tweets and looking at, you know, yeah. Instagram and just mm-hmm. saying there's such knowledge here, jewels of knowledge, and we just mm-hmm. we just sat and we basked in it. We really did. So this statement oh, yeah, thank you. we were just yeah, we were we were really yeah. in awe. Like we lost for words yeah. and then we started really talking about the fact that it was breathtaking and really yeah. uh, just just a breath of fresh air too. Yes, it was. Yeah. Oh wow. Absolutely. Wow. It makes me emotional to think about. It does. Yeah. Oh wow. No pressure. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> so where did it come from, right? I was like, how do I even answer this question now? Um. <laughs> I am not a very religious person. Right. I have a couple of great Bible verses. I have a couple of things that I believe in to to kind of push me forward. But I am not a very religious person. And and I come from a house that is a hybrid. It's either very religious. You know, my mom is, you know, still goes to church, deacon board, yada. I mean, deaconess board, you know, whole deal. Usher, you know, with the white gloves, she does the whole thing. My, oh my father gosh, yeah. is more so like, yeah, I grew up with that pastor. I'm not sure I'm really going to believe all that stuff he talks about. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, so there's, you know, my, yeah, my dad is, he's, he, my dad is the reflection of my Twitter account, right? So it's, um, so what happens is if I ever want to, if I look over my life, right, I've had great nine to five careers for Fortune 500 companies. I've been in sales. I've been in um, mm. HR recruitment. I've been the only black man in the room at, at some mm-hmm. C-suites when I'm doing trainings or whatever the case is, right? And so I've had this career and this life that spanned over uh, being from East Oakland and being in the streets and doing, you know, some of the things that you hear about being in East Oakland for. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was not, you know, the worst block monster available, but I wasn't necessarily, you know, an angel mm-hmm. either. And so mm-hmm. if I look back over my entire life, the one constant that I can count on no matter what is black women. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if, even if you look at my podcast, I've interviewed over mm-hmm. 100 black women on my show, this one and uh, the one that I used to have, uh, which was called Hustle mm-hmm. Harder. But mm-hmm. while I'm looking at Hawk Vision, I've had over 100 black women on the show. And through my professional experience in corporate and healthcare mm-hmm. and sales, I've, I've formed these air quote relationships where I've watched women win and thrive mm-hmm. in spite of dot, dot, mm-hmm. dot, right? Yeah. And so those dots can be anything. They can be one-sided relationships. They can be parental mm-hmm. issues, parents passing away, losing a child, violence, jail, glass ceilings, whatever the case is, there is still nothing that I have ever seen on the face of this earth that carries themselves with the poise, confidence, and beauty of black women. And so mm-hmm. I, I, I am, I am, you know, I, I, I'll gladly admit, freely admit that I'm a unicorn. I have never dated outside of my race prior to my wife. I have never, 
I don't even think I've had outside of business reasons. I don't think I've ever had a white woman's phone number, right? Mm -hmm. Because I am in awe of how, you know, just the thought process, even if we take the physical attributes away, because Lord, yes, but if we take all that away, (laughs) right, and you just do thought process, Mm-hmm. How do you keep going when the mm-hmm. men that you're supposed to love are locked Ooh. up and, and can't compete mm-hmm. in, in terms of mm-hmm. salaries, right? When mm-hmm. when you have to save the country from itself in political forms, when you have to be the voice in the room when it's time to have uh, these black uh, equity conversations because black men aren't in HR in, in, in mass, right? We're not in those mm-hmm. conversations, right? So black women right. excel in corporate more than black men do uh, because mm-hmm. it is what it is. But how do you process all of that? Like men like to say that they compartmentalize well. Nobody does it better than black women. Right? Oh because you God. still have to be mom. Right, you still got to be mom and give the kids a hundred percent. You still got to be wife, give husband a hundred percent. You still have to be corporate, give the job a hundred percent. Like, how do you get three hundred percent of nothing? Mm. And then My still God. be bomb on Sunday when you put on your dress, and still mm-hmm. look great when it's time for mimosas. Like, how do you do that? Because I know for myself, if I wake up and I'm not feeling it, I'm not doing it. That means I'm not shaving. <laughs> that means the kids going. The kids will even have to make my coffee, right? Like, oh, I'm not doing it. And <laughs> and black women, for some reason, and and I know that other races have their superheroes or whatever the case is, mm-hmm. but black yeah. women continuously win and mm. thrive in spite of. And so when you're Ooh. looking, as for myself, if I'm looking for inspiration, if I'm looking for a bigger network, if I'm looking for a model of success with my back up against the wall and not having any help, where else do you need to look? Mm. Right? You see Forbes <laughs> say that they're the, the largest growing segment of entrepreneurs. Why? Yeah. Because nobody is giving them anything and they have to win in spite mm. of So I'd be damned if I would have men around me that don't know how to celebrate black women. I'd be damned if there's black women around me that don't know that they're safe around me. Right? Like, I'm protecting whatever. My daughter had an issue at a Safeway one time where they didn't want to, you know, have to go to a little deli, the Chinese food deli or the sandwich deli or whatever. They didn't want to serve her because she was a kid. My daughter, she's 14 now, but this was about two years ago. And and real quick, because I know you guys got to wrap up. But my daughter said, Instead of yelling and getting in trouble at the, you know, like most people would assume she would do, she said, no worries, I'll be right back. She didn't go tell her mother. She came and got me. That's right. Right? Because, (laughs) fellas, go to the grocery store with your family. You get the little sweet stuff that you want and you get points that you can redeem later. I'll talk about that another time. But but she came and got me. And she said, Dad, they don't want to serve me. Mm -hmm. And I said, what do you mean? Like, are they out of food? You know, because I'm assuming ain't nobody crazy enough to say no to my daughter. They must be out of food. Yeah. And she said, no. They said I had to have an adult with me. So I walk over and I said, excuse me, is there an issue with what my daughter ordered? No, but we get so many kids. You get so many kids in here during the week. It's Saturday. Ooh. So do me a favor. Go get your manager. And oh. your manager is going to serve my daughter. But here go here's the cold part, because I can I and and yes this was a power play, but I can do that because as a corporate recruiter I knew the manager and I hired the manager. I also hired the district director. 
What? All right? So <laughs> I know you don't want to do this when I'm coming back, you know, to work on Monday at the time, Ooh. and I'm about to fire off these emails. Mm-hmm. Right? And so this is, you know, but my daughter never lost. My daughter didn't even blink. She was like, oh, okay, cool. I got you. Now, we had a conversation later. Why didn't they want to serve me? All that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And my wife said the best thing she could ever say. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I don't even think I've told her about this, but my wife told my daughter, she said, you didn't have to worry about it. Your daddy was there. Wow. Right? right. And so mm-hmm. for me, that is what it looks like to you know, protect women at all costs, protect my daughters. My daughters know that if they call me, you, you get in one of two versions. So, you know, let me, let me know which one you need. And that's the one you're going to get. And so I celebrate black women at all times in all facets, in all shapes. You will never see me. Um, I don't do celebrity gossip or whatever, because you will never see me bash a black woman on social media or in real life. You will see me disagree with, thought processes and points, mm-hmm. but you'll never mm-hmm. see me bash because I, they're, they're too right. precious. I, we we right. wouldn't be here. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Like, oh my gosh. I, that just I, I, gave me life, that's right? That's in a way that I didn't even know that I needed it this week. Like, that really <laughs> was so important. And yeah. um, this is good self care time, by the way. So, yeah. those of you who, yeah. you know, listen to this podcast and you, mm-hmm. you know, you, you've just heard this, I just want mm-hmm. you to just take a really, really deep breath because yeah. that, th- that was a really good time to just release. Take some of the weight off of your shoulders that mm-hmm. answer and what we just heard from Chuck was mm-hmm. I mean just incredibly important and empowering right now mm-hmm. thank you mm-hmm. Ooh, thank you I'm so yeah. glad you said that joy I, you know yeah. I'm sitting here and I really I feel emotional because like oh my god like I feel like I'm gonna cry that that was so oh, don't cry so- I yeah, we, 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 we are criers, even though I thought yeah. oh, okay, you guys are crying. We're crying. Um, <laughs> a lot of people don't know that, but yeah, we we are. Um, and I think it's so important. And like I'm always telling her, stop it, stop it. I know, but but it's so important. I think we need yeah. to do that too because that's another thing. A lot of us yeah. hold so much inside, and so yeah, by you do. really yeah. saying this, this um, it's affirming. It, it really is it's validating on so many levels i think i think it's something that you know we needed to hear i'm actually i'm sure i can speak and saying that we needed to hear and i know there's so many ladies out there that are going to listen to this and feel you know what we felt and maybe you'll experience it in a different way but i think it will still be affirming and validating when you hear this this is incredible um so we just we thank you for just dropping all of this like i think it's it's something very healing in the podcast and i know you're not you're not a a quote you know therapist you know putting people on the couch but i'm telling you this has been a very healing Mm. podcast and so, I mean, that's what I feel in my soul is is like yeah. a healing part in in this and so yeah. that's why this has been great to be the book of Chuck and to Ooh. look at all of the the nuggets of wisdom that you've just poured into challenge yourself podcast and into us that's today Oh, yeah. Thank you guys so we're, much we're for grateful. having me. I um no, thank you oh, for having me. I I, I only want to add value, and if I can do that through you know my weird 
weird little thought processes and, and the, <laughs> the life experiences and the maturity, you know. Um, and, and that's the other part, right? Like, I haven't always mm-hmm. been this mature, right? And I think that mm-hmm. when I had Troy Spry on the show, um, who's a really mm-hmm. good friend now, um, one of the things that we talked about is honesty in relationships is, is like this huge thing. Everybody says, if I can't be honest, I don't want it. Well, everybody's mm-hmm. not ready to receive your level of honesty all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And so there there's a part to relationships where I think that you have to understand who you're with. And mm-hmm. um, even if you're entering into a new one, take the time to see how uh, – how emotionally mature people are. And you can do that through regular conversations because Mm -hmm. I think that people's thought processes come out in the words that they speak. Right. If, if, like if I was single, if I was single and I was um, in the dating pool, the minute that celebrity gossip came up two or three times, I'm out. Right. Because Mm -hmm. I, unless that's your industry, I concentrate on six and seven figures and six and seven Mm -hmm. figures doesn't speculate on what people do. Right. Mm -hmm. We speculate and come up with plans on how we can capitalize on things, but I don't Mm -hmm. care that people was fighting on TV and somebody got Mm -hmm. cheated on. Like that's not how I'm spending my time. (laughs) You know? So I think that you have to, you have to take a look at the emotional maturity of people. Similarly, I think if, 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 if women were dating me and my, my thing was to talk about, you know, which trap song and which party I was at and which car I was driving and all that, I think that that would be a turnoff. You know what I mean? Because that's not vision. Exactly. It's, it's, it's about building. And Ash and I were talking about Mm. that earlier as we began to wrap up. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. saw for the first time married at first sight yesterday. Is that what it's called? Oh my God. We saw one episode. We saw one episode. And I post a lot of things across all social media. I post a lot of things, (laughs) but I'm going to tell you something. I posted on Facebook and I'm always (sighs) encouraging people. I posted one thing on Facebook. I said, wow, I watched one episode of Married at First Sight, and this is interesting. And said something else, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was watching with Ashley. Right. We watched mm-hmm. even two time zones away. We still watch, you know, at the same time. So, anyway, sure. we had, I, I know just from that post, there were like, what, 20 comments? Yeah. 20 comments. Yeah. Yeah. But if I post wow. something motivational, crickets. Mm. Oh, yeah, you get that. Nice. You get That's nice. right. <laughs> Yeah, oh, right. because people you got to think people don't the masses you know they say it's lonely at the top and it's absolutely mm-hmm. true um but mm-hmm. it's lonely for a different reason it's not lonely because mm-hmm. there's nobody there it's lonely right. because the masses will not challenge themselves to do anything other than stay comfortable That's right. right they mm-hmm. they they you know, again, we can we can stay on for hours, but the rich get richer because they hang around rich people. So when they have an idea, they have they have access to things around them, and they can implement. Yeah. When you hang around poor people, or you don't read, or you don't mm-hmm. you know invest in yourself, challenge yourself, then mm-hmm. when you have an idea, you come up with everything that can happen to kill the idea why the business won't yeah. work you come up with every hurdle possible and so when, mm-hmm. when when you post something motivational people don't want to see that because that challenges them to wonder why i'm not doing that 
And, and the easy answer is, I'm so sick of people being all motivational and da da da. Okay, well, something else that I did on Twitter the other day. You get sick of people. You get sick of motivational Twitter. You get sick of LLC Twitter. You get sick of business Twitter. But you go yeah. sit up in church every week, and the pastor been telling you for the last seven years that this is your season. Somebody's oh. lying. Oh my. Oh. So which one is it gonna be? Right? Somebody's lying. So what the pastor's been teaching you for seven years hasn't been working. So maybe you should listen to something else. Oh, my God. Right? But, again, nobody wants to challenge themselves. That's why I'm so glad That's you guys right. have this podcast. You know, right. Nobody wants to challenge themselves. So, you, you know, you can do it. Challenge. Yeah. Exactly. You got to challenge yourself. You, I mean, that was a whole, that was just another, exactly, yet another sermon and a great message to the masses, to people. Yes. Challenge yourself. And I got, of course, Chuck, we, I mean, we, we got to have more. We've got to keep yes. this conversation going. And so we'll definitely have you back. Um, as well, because like, I'm just so like bursting full of ideas now. I'm I'm a dreamer. Yeah. I'm a vision person, I'm a visionary. So, yes. um, but tell us, tell us how you can, how we can find you, yes. how people can get in contact with you, all the things because we just, people are going to be knocking down your door, your virtual yeah, door. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, listen. Um, I think we've talked about Twitter enough. So Chuck is Hustle on Twitter. Um, yeah. And then everything, and Chuck is Hustle across multiple platforms is for personal and then for the podcast, the Hog Vision podcast, and you'll see the, you'll see the yellow and blue, you know, mm-hmm. and then we'll either see them at the top or from the top. The, the choice is That's on them. It. That's it. As my old high school principal used to say, Mr. Panky said, I will see you at the top. Okay. Mm. So That's yeah. right. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Or or else I'll maybe you be I wave Listen, from where I'm at. I'll see you at the top or from the top because I'm that's going it. right. Like, that's it. I'm, that's ooh, my I'm mind is made up. That's it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Thank you guys so much Thank for having me on. It's been a joy. Thank you for being a part oh, of it and 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 yes. like bridging. Like we got West Coast, we got Midwest, and we got East right? Coast represented yes. tonight. Like this is oh, great. And so we will it's definitely beautiful. be in touch. Ashley, you you yes. closing us out? Like this is a benediction I'm or sure. something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, I'm gonna give an official benediction. In the words. You will be a crab that makes it out of the barrel. And that is crazy, rebellious, ambitious believer. Y'all challenge yourself. Tune in to our podcast. Don't forget now that on Wednesdays we have Ask Dr. Joy. Y'all heard her dropping the nugget too. So make sure y'all go ahead and send us a message, challenge.courage on Insta or on Facebook. Go ahead and shoot us a message and ask her any question you want. She will cover it. But thank you guys. Thank you again, Chuck. This right here is just, it's like a drop the mic, I guess, drop the phone experience right here. We will (laughs) have you back. We will be chasing you down to have you back. This that is so Thank funny. Anytime. Thank you. Absolutely. So I appreciate it. And to everyone we love out you there, we love you all. Challenge yourself. Bye. Challenge yourself.
Greetings to you, Challenge Yourself listeners from around the globe. Yes, we are a global community and it is so exciting to be a part of it with you. We've been expanding. I remember when we were so excited that we had reached one additional country but now we've reached so many countries. So besides uh, being here in America, we have reached Ireland, Oman, the United Kingdom, Australia and the Philippines, Puerto Rico, Nigeria, Germany, Belgium, Indonesia, Singapore, Switzerland, Spain, and Canada. And then right here in our own country, the United States of America, we see you, North Carolina, Texas, Virginia, Washington State, Ohio, Florida, California, Kansas, Iowa, Oregon, South Carolina, Georgia, Missouri, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, and Illinois, as well as Tennessee, Maryland, Oklahoma, and Louisiana. You all are incredible. Keep listening, keep watching, share with your friends, and enjoy for us, with us, and by us. We are so grateful that you're challenging yourself every day to be better than you were the day before. We wish you love, peace, and joy, all the things, and have an amazing 2021. Nothing can stop us now.